Okay, hey guys, what's going on? My name is Hope, and welcome back to the Onwards and Upwards podcast, where we talk about everything and anything involving becoming the best versions of ourselves. And I'm super excited to talk to you guys about today's topic, which is all about how to live the life that you want. And I actually have a quick story that I wanted to tell you guys before we get into how to actually live the life you want and the steps that I've broken down for you. So I graduated college in 2020, December of 2020, actually, and it was during the pandemic and everything was going on, but I really enjoyed it. And I had a great college experience. I ended up graduating in two years instead of four um, with my bachelor's. And so overall, it was a great experience. But honestly, it didn't start out that way. I started out college extremely, extremely confused on what I should be doing. So when I first enrolled, they you know, ask you to choose what your major is gonna be. And all my friends were saying, you know, I'm going to nursing, I'm going into business or whatever like that and I honestly had no clue what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't even have a small idea of what I wanted to kind of pursue academically. I figured maybe I'd end up in business, but I honestly could not tell you. I didn't have any preference. I didn't have a subject in school that I liked more than another one or anything like that. And so it was just really confusing for me since I felt like I was out of place and like I was behind or falling behind already before I'd even started college. And ultimately I decided to be what my college called an exploring major, which was basically a fancy way of saying that you have no idea what you're doing. But what it let you do was take different courses in different areas so you got an idea of like what certain majors would be like before having to make your official choice. So I was taking things like Business 101, I was taking a Com 101, like all those basic courses just to try to give myself an idea of, hey, is there anything here that's standing out to me that I should make my major because I don't want to fall behind already, like I was saying. So that was my whole fear at the moment. But ultimately what ended up happening was I competed in a communication contest. It was like a public speaking event at my college and I ended up placing out of like hundreds of students, I think I got second or third and it was a like life-changing experience for me as far as the fact that it helped me decide that I wanted to be a communication student so that's what I made my major but it took time for me to get there and I had to try things and I had to say I don't like things and I had to just kind of go through the process of deciding what it is that I really wanted and I think that this story is going to lead into today's podcast and this topic because it's important for you to remember that if you don't know what type of life you want to live today then that's completely okay I don't think that this is something that you're just going to suddenly wake up knowing unless maybe that is something that you wake up knowing. And I know people who have always wanted to be doctors and they're doctors now, or who have always wanted to be teachers and they're teachers now, or, you know, maybe it's not career centric for you. Maybe it's something else. I know plenty of people who I went to college with, which sounds crazy considering it was only a few years ago, who are now moms and that's what they do full time. It's their job and they love it. And so really what I'm trying to say is, you never know what you're going to like doing. And so be don't be afraid to try different things and to say you don't like things because that's part of the process. And that perfectly leads me into how to live the life you want. Step number one, which is to discover what it is that you want. Now, I talked about this on Instagram a few weeks ago, but I think that comparison and social media have a super big impact on how we view our lives. And this is not like profound information that I am completely inventing myself. It's known that social media and comparison do have an impact on us, but I think that something that I personally struggled with was seeing people's lives online and feeling like that was what I wanted to do. So for example, when I was first started out in college, I think I was like two semesters in, I was super set on moving into a even bigger city and to a, you know, really nice apartment and having a job at a, you know, a nine to five at a marketing firm and just doing all of these things. And I was like, wow, 
wow, yes, that's 100% the life I want to live. But the content I was consuming online was also all people who were already doing that. And so I kind of morphed my idea of what I wanted my life to look like based on what I was seeing other people do. The biggest downside with that was that I failed to take into account what I really wanted and I just started going off of what I saw other people doing. I never asked myself why I wanted that life. I just kind of kept reinforcing that that's what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be and, you know, where I wanted to end up. And as it turns out, I didn't want that life. And that's why I never ended up there. You know, I'm a firm believer, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I'm a firm believer that everything that you're meant to do is going to happen at some point in your life. And for me, I never moved out of my hometown. I still live here, and I love it here. And I'm probably going to end up moving away eventually. But I do think that it's important that everything is going to happen in your own time. And a big part of this is to take that time to kind of self-reflect and figure out what makes sense for you and what you really do want. You know, the fast-paced life of the city just seems so glamorous to me and so exciting in movies and on social media. I think I just adopted that way of thinking and it ended up not being for me and I think that that's totally okay. And I feel like you could also be in the other boat where you're thinking that that's a life that you'll never want to live and it ends up being something that maybe you really do want for yourself. And I honestly don't really know when it happened, but I went through kind of a mindset flip and suddenly I was like, okay, I don't think I want that for my life. Now I have no clue what I'm doing all over again and I felt like I was back at ground zero, but that's totally not the case because just because you realize that something isn't what you want to do doesn't mean that you're suddenly starting out at zero. If anything, you're one step closer to figuring out what it is that you really do want. And so I spent a lot of time kind of self-reflecting and trying to figure out what were my own inner passions, desires, goals, you know, where did I see myself in 10 years realistically? Like, what did I really want to be doing? What are things that mean the most to me in life? And I just kind of wrote all of these out onto a paper and then sat there and I think I forgot about it for a few weeks and then I saw it again on my desk and that was kind of my moment where I realized like okay I think this is where I want to go in life and so I went from wanting this super fast-paced city life to dreaming about how I'm gonna make my garden better next year and reading simply because I enjoy it and being surrounded by people and animals that mean so much to me. Essentially, I finally decided to embrace the things that make me happy in life, regardless of if it is something that would be glamorized on social media or anything else like that. So for me, something that I really want is I want to have a chicken coop, I want to have a super big yard for my dogs, and I want to, you know, bake my own bread on Sunday mornings. Like I love that kind of slower pace of life and I love animals, I always have. I was part of like 4-H and FFA growing up, which was super abnormal for a girl living in Las Vegas, but we do have it out here. Um, but it was really fun for me and it was something I enjoyed purely for the fact that I love animals and I feel like I kind of put that part of me aside when I was so focused on like business, business, go, 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 go into a city, you know what I mean? Like I feel like it's hard to want both of those at the same time and sometimes there's a mental struggle there or like a battle between, okay, which one do I really want? But ultimately I would love nothing more than to have a kind of field full of animals and that is just what personally really makes me happy and I want to be able to do yoga in the mornings and journal and kind of just sit and not have to worry about like how fast things are going around me, I guess. And so that's kind of what I discovered about myself and I would not have gotten to that point unless I went through the path of deciding what I want and what I don't want. Okay, so I actually wrote down three things that I think that you could do to just start that self-reflection process and at least get it going. You know what I mean? Like you grab a journal page, you could grab, you know, a sticky note or just do it on your phone, whatever. 
But basically, you're going to do three things. You're going to dig deep, you're going to remove bias, and you're going to stay true to yourself. To go a little bit deeper into these three things, digging deep means that you're going to really assess what you like and what you don't like. Number two, to remove bias is to take away that kind of social media lens, that TV, movie, glamorized lens, and take a look at what you want your life to look like and not what you think looks cool or looks fun on other people. And number three, stay true to yourself or to myself. And this one is really just all about not feeling bad for what you want or not feeling weird about it and just really embracing what makes you happy in your life and chasing after that. But yeah, I would really encourage you to do a self-reflection. I think that they're super helpful just in the sense that they give you an idea of what you want in life. And I feel like if you want to live the life that you want and, you know, this whole podcast is about how to live the life you want. And if you want to get there, a big part of that is deciding what it is that you really do want. Now let's go ahead and jump into the second part, which is to figure out what needs to change. The next step of living the life that you want is to figure out what needs to change. And basically you're going to ask yourself, what do my days look like now? And what would I like them to look like five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years, and so forth. Another important question to ask yourself, is do I have control over what I need or want to change? Because sometimes the answer is no. And this is where I got a little bit stuck because sometimes you can really want to change something about your life, but it not be feasible for you. So say if you really want to quit your job, you know what I mean? But you need the income to pay your rent. That's obviously not something that you can justify doing at this moment. But maybe later down the road when you have, you know, passive income or you've established, you know, other streams that are going to be more sustainable for you, then quitting your job might become more realistic. So really, I just wanted to throw a little disclaimer in here that when I tell you to figure out what needs to change in your life, make sure that you're being realistic about it because sometimes we want to change things that we don't have control over and then that's just going to lead us to feel a little bit more stuck. So I honestly felt really stuck when I wanted to change something. I was like, I really want to move. You know what I mean? I want to move out of this state. I want to move out of where I'm at right now. I want to just do all these things to kind of change up my life. But realistically for where I'm at in my own life right now, financially and just everything in that sense, it doesn't make sense for me. So I think that that's an important part to mention here because just because you're not able to make that change right now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to live the life you want until that change happens. It just means that you're going to have a little bit longer of a process to getting to the final destination. So disclaimer, when I tell you to figure out what needs to change, try and focus on what you do have control over. So what do you have control over that you want to change? For me, it was really slowing down the pace of my life. Like I mentioned earlier, I want that life where I wake up in the morning and I can journal and meditate and, you know, have a cup of coffee while watching my dogs run around. That's something that's really important for me. I feel like it brings me a lot of just peace and it makes me super happy. So in order to live the life that I wanted, I needed to acknowledge the fact that if I kept moving as fast as I was, I would ultimately burn out and then I would never get to experience that peaceful morning life that I was after. When I started my business on Fiverr, which is a freelancing website, I was really running myself into the ground. I was working probably like 18 hours a day and I know it was just insane and I was doing it because I really wanted this to work and I was you know like this is what's going to fuel the rest of my life this is how I'm going to make my my money this is how I'm going to be able to be independent and work for myself and be my own boss and all those things but what I failed to recognize is that shortly after maybe three months in I was going to completely burn out and lose all passion for what I was doing so I had to recognize and acknowledge the fact that part of living the life that I want involves having time for myself where it's just peace it's just you know tranquility and having time to journal and read and 
play with my dog. And like, those were my three things. I was like, okay, every single morning I want to journal, I want to read, and I'm going to go on a dog walk. These are really important to me. And I feel like they would kind of reground me and re-motivate me so that when I am working on my business, I can perform even better. And I could go on and on about how balance is super important, but we can talk about that another day. This is really just to give you an idea of figuring out what needs to change in your life and then making that change if you're able to. So take a long look at what needs to change in your life and work on it every day. And this leads me into the last step. And finally, number three is to focus on the small wins and the slow progress. I'm gonna start this off with a saying that I'm sure we've all heard at some point or another, but Rome wasn't built in a day. It is completely unrealistic for us to think or to expect that we can suddenly live the life we want by just thinking about it and making a few changes on a random Tuesday. Living the life that you want can be a lifelong pursuit, and that is something to be excited about and not discouraged. With that said, it's important that we keep the life that we want to live at the forefront of our minds. Set a vision for what you want your life to look like and revisit that often. For this step, I love to use Pinterest. I have a private board on there that's just for me and nobody else, and it has a bunch of photos and quotes and images that reflect the life that I want for myself today and in the future. Because living the life that you want doesn't have to be something that has a goal attached to it. You know what I mean? Like you can live the life that you want while still working towards like that final destination that I mentioned earlier. And I've honestly pinned countless photos of chicken coops and fresh garden salads and spring picnics because those are things that I want my life to be full of. And every time I look at that board, I feel more inspired and ready to choose that life by making those small changes over time. But yeah, if you don't have a vision board or if you haven't made one, I have a bunch of videos about how I make mine. I just make them on Canva. It's super easy. I just do like a grid. They have like grid templates on there and you can just drag and drop your images in there. And I set it as my computer home screen or like desktop saver. And I just find that to be a super easy way to keep what I want my life to look like on like the top of my mind. I see it every morning, I see it every time I open up my emails to do work, and it really is just an easy way to keep yourself motivated and to keep yourself working towards that life since it is so easy to get distracted. And I wanted to end this podcast off with a bit of inspiration that comes from my own personal experience. It was about a year ago that I decided I wanted to slow down my pace of life and root myself in simple practices like gardening, reading, journaling, and biking. I really wanted to surround myself with nature and embrace my love for solitude. And I did everything I just mentioned. I took time to reflect, I figured out what I needed to change, and then I also just rewarded myself for the slow progress that I was seeing. It was really difficult at times to not feel down on yourself because old habits die hard. It's really difficult if you're trying to slow down your pace of life to stop yourself from overworking or to stop yourself from scheduling too many meetings. But now, a year later, I go out and I water my small urban garden every morning. I've read countless of books that I've really enjoyed and I've filled multiple journals with thoughts and memories that make me super happy. I've also added daily walks as a part of my morning routine with my dog, which, like I said earlier, was super important to me. And this is just an example of how when you start to envision and work towards the life you want, you're gonna eventually get there. I know it can be super overwhelming to feel like you don't know what you're doing or to feel like you don't know what you want but I think that that's where the reflection becomes super important because the only way you're going to figure out what makes you really happy and what you want your life to look like is by kind of going inwards and asking yourself what means a lot to me what am I passionate about and what makes me really happy so really the way to live the life you want is simple number one know what you want and also what you don't want number two recognize what you need to do to get there and number three embrace the lifelong process okay well i really hope that you gained some value from this and that you'll be able to apply these small steps into your own life in order to help you figure out how you want to live your life 
I am gonna answer one question today that I got on Instagram. I thought I would just share it on here. But today's question was actually about my reading and I thought this was an interesting one. I read roughly, it honestly depends, but sometimes I aim for one book a month or one book a week, kind of just depending on my work schedule. I read for fun and so it's not always something that I prioritize, but it's also something that I know will kind of help me relax at the end of the day. And so the question I got was about how do I read so many books? And I have one tip for this that was super, super helpful for me. I actually tear up a sticky note into seven different strips and I'm sure you could just get like the thinner sticky notes too but I don't have those so I just use I just cut them up so but you're gonna have seven different sticky notes and you're gonna write the day of the week on top of each one so Monday through Sunday and this applies if you're gonna try to read the book in you know a week but you could also do this as like week one week two week three week four and just have four sticky notes but you're gonna put these into your book and divide up your book by section so if you're going for one book a week you're gonna split that book into seven sections and you're gonna put that sticky note in inside each section. So you're going to know on Monday, okay, I have to read this much until I get to the Tuesday sticky note and then Tuesday to Wednesday and so forth. But this really helps me stay on track and as long as I don't fall behind, I'm always able to finish them on time. And it's the same thing if I'm doing it for a month, like I said, except I'll split it into four parts and I'll say I need to read this much in week one, week two, week three, week four. But I find it super helpful and it's honestly a really easy way to stay on track of reading and if you do fall behind, you can just move the sticky notes around again and it's fine. Oh, and then one more quick tip with this is to set a timer while you're reading. I always do everything on a timer. I do the same thing for if I'm like cleaning up my house or anything like that. I'll set a timer for 20 minutes and I'll go around every room and just try to clean as much as possible. You're going to do the same thing for reading. You know what I mean? Like when you sit down with your book and you're like, okay, I'm going to start reading. Maybe set your timer for only like 20 minutes to start off or maybe you're getting into reading and you're new to it. So maybe you only do 10. Really do whatever is comfortable and feasible for you. But having a timer like does something to your brain. I don't how to explain it but because I know that there is like an ending coming up like I'm gonna hear that timer go off in 15 minutes or whatever reading becomes super easy because it's like oh okay like I'm gonna finish this really soon and then I can go on and move on to whatever I want to do next but yeah, those would be my two tips and I hope that those helped you. Well guys, that's going to be about it for this week. I really hope that you gained some value from today's podcast and if you have any questions about it at all, again, feel free to DM me on Instagram or leave me a comment on TikTok or whatever you want to do. And again, it means so much to me that you took the time out of your day to listen. It honestly, I'm super excited. I'm loving getting messages about people who have found my podcast helpful and everything like that. So it honestly means the world to me and it makes my day. So thank you again for tuning in and I will talk to you guys all next week.